Welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. My name is Holly Samuel, and I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and master of health education with a focus in eating disorders, and I am your host today. In this podcast, we talk all things nutrition for runners, improving your relationship with food and exercise, and becoming a lifelong injury-proof runner. Now let's get into the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode where we talk all things yoga for runners with a dietitian colleague of mine, Dr. Teresa DiLorenzo, who is a dietitian. She is also a master in nutrition, a PhD in clinical nutrition, and also is a certified yoga instructor. She is also an avid lifelong runner and hosts her own private practice as well in nutrition and in yoga. She is a pretty awesome resource for this topic. And I was really excited to get to meet her and know her a little bit better today. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode with Dr. Teresa DiLorenzo. Hello, Teresa, and welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Holly. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I want you to first introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you do and where you call home. Okay. I am, I call home Albany, New York. I was raised here. I moved away for about 10 years and somehow home called me back. So here I am. Um, I am a registered dietitian. I have a private practice in nutrition, um, nutrition for optimal performance. So I work with athletes to optimize their performance also work with a lot of athletes and non-athletes to um, kind of enhance or improve their mind-body relationship or have a healthier mind-body relationship. Um, I have a doctorate in clinical nutrition, a master's in clinical nutrition, and a bachelor's in dietetics. So have been studying dietetics and nutrition for a very long time. But in addition to that, I also am a yoga instructor instructor and yoga therapist. So I work with the athletes and individuals one-on-one to really make sure that, you know, any aches and pains they may have are worked through with yoga therapy. And in my mind body journey into positive body image program, um, we do yoga once a week, one-on-one to kind of work through their negative self-talk and make sure that that's kind of moving in a positive direction. So um, that's, me in a nutshell. I do have a full-time job, but I think this is really the one that I, you know, work on improving and is really near and dear to my heart. So. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So much going on there. I can't wait to dive in. And obviously today we're going to talk a lot about yoga for runners and I can't think of a better person to do it with. Um, for those listening, I was introduced to Teresa through my um, intern, Gabby, and I was so thankful because I looked, I, I won't lie, I stalked you, I looked you up and I was like, wow, she has all this going on. I cannot wait to talk to her. 
Um, so, I mean, how did you get into, um, I mean, you went to school for nutrition for as long as someone probably can go to school for nutrition. I mean, what got you into the field, um, where you're continuing to do it and be passionate about it today? So I have an aunt actually is my dad's cousin. She was a dietitian and I was in eighth grade and I don't know, I was thinking about maybe being a physical therapist or physician. And my dad was like, why don't you shadow my cousin Janice and just see what you think about dietetics? So one day in, I was like, yep, this is it. And I was one of those lucky people that in eighth grade knew what I wanted to do, which I think that's super lucky because I know a lot of people who are in a field or just constantly trying to search for something else. So dietetics to me is just what I live, eat, breathe. It's what I talk about, think about, you know, people apologize for asking me questions when I'm out in an environment and I'm like, don't apologize. I love talking about this. So it's just something I'm super passionate about and something, you know, I was a gymnast when I grew up. Um, so obviously gymnastics, um, nutrition is very important for optimizing performance. And there's a lot of body image issues that come along with gymnastics and things like that. So it's just something that's always been a focus for me. So when I learned, uh, I had done my bachelor's and my master's and I learned about the doctor in clinical nutrition that University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey was launching. And I was like, absolutely sign me up right now. So it was like brand new program, but I was like, Yep. I know I've only been a dietitian for a year and a half, but I'm in. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, how did you get into like, um, it sounds like you were a gymnast. So like, how did you get into like endurance sports and then also yoga? No, it's really funny. Cause I used to say that I hated running. I, my uh, people laugh at me when I say that I do marathons now, they're like, I thought you hated running. I did. Um, I think Part of that is I developed mono when I was in high school and I was doing track at the time. I just remembered running being this arduous task that was just, it was just so hard because I had mono and I didn't know. And then I went back too soon and got pneumonia. So it was just this negative thing. Um, and so a few years ago, I guess, maybe six years ago now, I had a couple of friends that were like, just do a 5k with us. All right, fine. I have, you know, fear of missing out. So I did it with them. And then they were like, all right, if you can do a 5k, you can do four miles. So I was like, all right, I don't want to miss out. I'll do that. Um, and they were like, if you can do four miles, you can do a 10k. And then it was just, I was hooked. So oh. I said, I'd never do a marathon. I'm now training for my fifth. Um, so that is probably my favorite distance to race, oddly. Um, and yoga kind of stemmed from when I was in college, I taught aerobics just as a side job. It just sounded fun. So I got my training, you know, my certification to teach aerobics. Um, I would teach lots and lots of step classes, um, high, low, you know, slide, all that stuff, um, even water aerobics. And then that just got to be very um, demanding on my body. So I started doing um, gentler classes like yoga and Pilates. And as a runner, it's just an excellent, excellent compliment for my running. So that's kind of my primary focus. Um, and like I said, I mostly do one-on-one -on -one stuff. I do some group virtual classes, obviously now, but um, the one-on-one -on -one piece is really, I have found to be helpful for my athletes, just as adjunctive therapy for whatever I'm working on them with, whether it's, whether it's body image or some kind of, you know, something with their running. So just kind of um, took off. I did my 200 hour yoga teacher training right before the pandemic actually, and then jumped into the yoga therapy certification. And now I'm working on a yoga therapy specifically for 
um, body image and eating disorders. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a dietitian who does both and she has a certification. So yeah, starting that soon, super excited. Yeah, that's super unique to come by in that field and very, very important. And yeah, I mean, as someone, I was also in the former I Hate Running Club and now, <laughs> you know, here we are on a running podcast that I host. Um, <laughs> but you change your mind and suck you in for sure. Yeah, I got into yoga before I got into running and it yep. was just, yeah. it's so welcoming. It's such a great community. And I think, um, I think a lot of people are hesitant to get into yoga or they did like one class and they were like, it was a bit woo woo for me. I didn't like it, you know, in terms of like runners and uh, uh, the runners that I know, um, you know, in my practice or as friends, family, whatever they are, um, tend to be a bit more type a, um, oftentimes and are like, I need something more, you know, intense in my workout schedule. Yoga is too gentle. It's too, it's too slow. And as someone who's been to yoga classes that have totally kicked my butt, you know, I know that that's maybe a misinterpretation, but can you go over a little bit, you know, just a general theme of like what is involved in yoga and what some of the benefits are maybe for runners, since we can keep it more specific to runners in this episode? Yeah, absolutely. I would first add that, you know, there are so many different types of yoga. I did hate my first yoga class too and wrote that off for a while, you know, so never say never, keep an open mind, but you know, they're more intense like Bikram and Baptiste things are more intense, but the benefits of yoga for runners are so many, you know, running is so repetitive. So we could get, you know, we can get injuries from that repetitive motion. And so to do yoga poses that kind of counteract those movements are really helpful. And, you know, some of the things like we get super tight in our hips um, as runners. So doing yoga can help to just increase our flexibility and prevent injury. Um, But it also does a lot for our mind. Sometimes when I teach a class, I I will say, you know, I want you to kind of focus on this class being for your mind and not even your body and just like let everything go. And so it can help us to you know, decrease anxiety and nerves when it comes to doing a long run and a race and things like that, just practicing those skills as well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um, in terms of yoga, a big, big piece of it that a lot of people I think shy away from, but it's so important is like the mental piece um, because yeah. it is, it's good for your body, but it's also so good for your mind. I think my, first, just to reflect on a memory, I'm just having my first yoga class. I remember now was a P90X tape. So it was very intense. It was not yeah. super yoga-y. Um, there are more intense forms of yoga out there, guys. But yeah, I, I've walked out of classes too, feeling like my lungs were sore because they like made me breathe deeply. And apparently I really needed that, you know? So a lot of things that just transition like over to running really well, especially from a mindset standpoint. In terms of that, you know, how can... in how can yoga essentially improve like a runner's like mental endurance and motivation? Um, I would say, you know, it helps you to practice um, not letting outside influences come in. Like when you're on your mat, we say over and over, just be here, be present. You know, if you observe your thoughts, things that are coming in, just send them along there, you know, give yourself this time on your mat to do nothing else. And I think sometimes in a race, we might get caught up with what's going on and, you know, it, it can make or break a race. So those, those skills can translate. I always say at the end of the class, okay, all these things that we learned that we practice on our mat, take that off the mat into whatever else you do. And, you know, so 
I think it can help with, you know, with some of that as well as, you know, when you first start doing longer and longer runs, like that's, it's a lot. I'm someone who doesn't listen to music or anything and practicing being present during yoga can really help you talk through, talk yourself through those, those longer runs and deal with the things that come at you. Um, not every run goes well, as we all know. Um, so practicing the practice of yoga can help you to, you know, talk yourself through that and just give you the the mindset that you need to get through those longer runs too, I think. That's cool. And in your classes that you do too, like you mentioned the body image component and working with clients with eating disorders. Um, do you see like a lot of overlap with those kinds of topics and issues with people who are runners as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, especially I think my, the younger runners that I work with, you know, there's a lot of pressure from coaches, um, with running in other sports, but yes, specifically with running to, you know, be a certain weight, um, you're going to perform better if you're this weight, but those things just lead to, you know, injury, as we know, under fueling, underperforming, um, it's very counterproductive. So, you know, some things that I talk about during those body image sessions will just be, you know, yoga isn't about achieving a certain pose. It's not about achieving anything. It's about accepting your body and it's about not judging yourself. So yeah, you fall out of tree pose, who cares? So what? Get back. It's just a yoga pose, right? So using some of those skills in yoga and translating those into accepting your body and feeling your body the way it needs to um, are really helpful. Yeah, that's really great. And I, I know, and I did my master's um, in health education and eating disorders. Um, so that's one of my main focuses too. And I, I know that physical activity is actually something that can be useful in recovery. I mean, obviously there sometimes has to be a reduction and an addressing if there's like a distorted relationship with exercise, but, um, you know, I know yoga is a really huge tool that a lot of people will use to help them recover. And I like, is there a certain, um, like, is there a certain way you kind of use that in terms of like frequency? Um, or is there a certain way that you just have people use that in their day to day? Like, is there a certain frequency they should be doing yoga for their mind? Yeah, I like to, so in my body image program, I do yoga with them once a week, but I record it and I encourage them to do it two more times throughout the week, just as a reminder, you know, if a week goes by and you haven't done it again, you know, it's helpful, but I think it's more helpful to do it a few times. Just hear those reminders, practice, you know, not judging yourself, practice accepting yourself. So I do, and I can see on my Vimeo, you know, and I, I know they do it. So it's great because I really think that obviously by them doing it again, it's helping them, you know? So it's just good evidence that I do see them doing it again and coming back week after week saying, okay, I feel so much better. You know, this is actually really helping me. And these are examples of how, so it's, it's great. Yeah, for sure. It's super helpful from a like meditative perspective and just from that rep repetition of like things we maybe tell ourselves that aren't helpful, trying to repeat the things that are helpful too is right. just important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and linking that to movement can also be super effective. Um, in terms of, you know, for, for runners who maybe are, you know, doing yoga or interested in starting, like, would you have any like tips on just like how to get started with yoga in general, if they are a runner, if they have like never done this before? 
Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people are, I hear people say, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga or, you know, I'm not good enough at it. Like that's the point of it is, you know, for you to get flexible and to be flexible with your mind as well as your body. Um, So I guess my biggest tip is, you know, just try it, give yourself permission to not be good at it. And that's okay. That's not what yoga is about. You know, maybe start with a gentler class. Um, try out several different kinds of yoga so that you know what kinds resonate with you. You know, I used to do more intense yoga, um, but I found now that I'm running, I need more like yin relaxing. But some people may really like to continue to do, you know, things like even with the running. So everyone has sort of a kind that they gravitate towards that helps them the most. So try a few different kinds. Um, you know, there's a lot of yoga, virtual yoga classes, which you know, I think right now that's really the way a lot of things are. It is helpful, I think, if you can go to a class in person, at least in the beginning, just make sure that you're not doing poses in a way that's going to be harmful. So, you know, maybe try to do one-on-one or do something in person so that you can have someone kind of look at your alignment and not be doing something repetitive that's going to do more harm than good. Um, But yeah, and then, you know, even if, you know, times two is a lot of people's excuse for why they don't do it but you know just 15 20 minutes a day sometimes can be enough to give you that shift in your mental thoughts that you know stretching at the end of your run so it doesn't have to be a 90 minute class you know a lot of those sessions that I do are 45 minutes um I just you know to make it feasible to work into people's lives so um yeah I guess just try a lot of different kinds be open and see what works for you what works for one doesn't necessarily work for somebody else Yeah. And I think, um, that's a good point too. Like there are a lot of different types of yoga and some of them are more restorative, which might be what you need sometimes. And then others are more intense, which might be what you want or maybe need sometimes, but I think it is good to have a couple tools in the toolbox. And would you say that, um, like, would it be better if someone's kind of like, I've been asked this question before, would it be better if like you were to go to one, like 60 minute yoga class per week, or would it be better for like a runner to kind of split it up over the course of the week into like 10 to 15 minute sessions. It's beneficial to split it up um, as a runner. You know, we don't, we do our running frequently. So to have that stretching afterwards, I think, um, and I do think it's more beneficial afterwards. You don't want your muscles too loose um, before you go out because that can increase your risk for injury. My coach always makes sure you know, she knows yoga is a big part of my life, but if I have a marathon the next day, she's like, please don't do yoga the day before. You can do it as much as you want after, but um, so I think after is definitely better. And if you can do a little bit each day, um, maybe one 60 minute class, but then the rest kind of do a little bit at, at least, um, you know, other days of the week to just get that benefit, get that loosening of your muscles. And, and also it's just more mental um, practice, right? So if you're just focusing on it that once a week, you're not going to have that practice as often. And I think that is more beneficial. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Koala Clip. I don't know about you, but I really like running with my phone. I just like having it on me for safety reasons and also so I can listen to my music have access to GPS if I get lost. Um, And I don't like carrying my phone. um, But the best way that I've found to carry it in the past three years is through using Koala Clip. If you are looking for a solution to carry your phone on you, your fuel, your keys, 
credit card, whatever it is, in a way that basically makes you forget you're carrying it because it's so gosh darn comfortable, <laughs> you need a Koala Clip. I have the solution for you. So I've been using Koala Clip for probably four years now. It's come with me through several marathons, half marathons. And you guys, I always forget it's there because it's just so darn comfortable. So essentially, Koala Clip is a little water-resistant pouch with a magnetic hook on it. And you put whatever you need to put in your pouch, like your phone, and they fit all kinds of phone sizes. There's different sizes of Koala Clips, your keys, your credit card, whatever it is. And you essentially place the koala clip between your sports bra and your back. And the hook just hooks right over the top of your sports bra or short. And you guys, it does not move. You forget it's there. And it's truly amazing. It doesn't matter how sweaty you are. If it's downpouring rain, whatever is in your koala clip will stay dry. Trust me, this is <laughs> tried and true by a dedicated user. And it's washable. So you can just throw it in the wash um, whenever you feel the need to clean it up. So I want you guys to try this out if you're looking for a way to safely and effectively carry your phone, fuel, keys, whatever it is. And I want you to do it at a discount because, you know, we're friends here and it's just really important to me that you can carry things in a comfortable way. So head over to koalaclip.com or the link in the show notes. They've got a bunch of other products too, like these cute sports bras with, you know, phone pockets in them bunch of different types of koala clips, different colors, designs, and sizes. And use code FITCOOKIE10. Again, go to koalaclip.com and use code FITCOOKIE10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Now let's get back to today's guest. Yeah, definitely a repetition there. And I, I love that you answered that question about just like, when's the best time to do it. So typically, you know, if we are talking about yoga and there is a bit more, there's some dynamic, but there's a lot of static poses and stretching involved as well. Um, can be better to do it after the run to kind of recover instead of starting off too too kind of stretched out. Can you go into that a little bit more? Like, do you see people make that mistake often where they do it before? Yeah, you know, I've done it myself years ago. I had this this video. It was a set of three. It was like yoga before your run, yoga after your run, yoga for recovery days. And I did it the yoga before your run a couple times. And I I felt I honestly felt like my breathing was a little bit off during my run because I had done the yoga. So it didn't, you know, I was like, this isn't working for me. Um and then I, you know, just did a, a little bit more reading about how, you know, yoga is, is a lot of static stretching and your muscles get very loose and that can increase your risk for injury during your run, especially things like hamstrings, um, you know, so more dynamic stretching before running is better. Um, and yoga is not as much of that. Um, you can find types of yoga that are, um, but I think the most benefit can be gained after when you've you know, done the repetitive movements of running, really worked your muscles and then to stretch afterwards and get them to loosen back up. Yeah. For those like, um, post run mini sessions that we're kind of alluding to a little bit, like if you had to pick, which I know this might be hard, but if you had to pick, um, what would be like three of your top, like yoga poses or yoga practices to do after a run for runners? I would say, I mean, I love yin after, um, and I, if I had to say three poses, I'd probably say obviously runner's lunge because it just, oh, you know, when we're running, we're lifting our legs, we're just tightening those hip flexors, right? So, um, runner's lunge just opens up each hip flexor. And so that's always a good one. 
Um, and I think pigeon pose, you know, just again, opening up those hips in a different way, um, getting that tension to release. Um, I haven't had a lot of injuries from running myself, but hips are one that I do kind of get some pain in. So pigeon pose really helped me a lot to kind of work through that. And another one would be malasana or yogi's squat. Um, again, pushing the hips open. So it really, I, I guess all three of those are, are working on the hips, but that is something that just really tight from running and the repetitive movements. Um, and it's also, you know, we hold a lot of stress and tension in our hips and a lot of runners, type A people who, who do have a lot of tension. And that's why we love running so much because it helps us to get rid of that. So those hip opening poses are going to help with that as well. I love a good pigeon pose. Um, yep. So as far as, you know, you alluded to a little bit how sometimes overstretching certain muscles can, you know, allude to injury um, in runners, especially bigger muscle groups like the hamstring. Um, I was going to say, would you like, what do you say kind of about yoga in terms of like, would it, um, I know there's like a saying like, just because you can in yoga doesn't mean you should. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I say throughout my class, I probably say, I probably sound like a broken record, but listen to your body, right? Just because you, you know, one day you went into a, you know, seated forward fold and your nose touched your knees doesn't mean your body wants to do that every time or ever really just because you can. So I really think I, I try to emphasize listening to your body and straining in a pose is not beneficial. We want to do yoga to be beneficial for our bodies. So practicing listening to your body, which is going to help your yoga, but it's also a skill that you can then take off of your mat and listen to your body when you choose what to eat, when you choose, you know, when to stop running, if you know it's time to stop, even though your coach said today is a 10 mile run, like those skills become so important for all areas of our life. So listen to your body. If it doesn't feel right, just because your body can go there doesn't mean it should. And some days we're tighter than others for whatever reason, we're holding on to tension. We sat longer, whatever. So know that each day your body is going to need something different in those poses and really practice paying attention to that as much as possible. Yeah. And I think like a, a big thing in terms of like someone going to a class, um, you know, having the instructor there to kind of vet your form and, you know, give you options. If there's something that your body's like, I'm just not going to be able to do that today. Um, can definitely be helpful to modify. And a big thing that I like to stress too, like in the, in the yoga world, like no one is judging you. If you can't get into a pose, nobody cares. <laughs> You're the only one that cares. <laughs> yeah. They're worried about themselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, just because, you know, you can force like that hamstring stretch and get your nose to touch your shins, like does not mean that you should. And in terms of runners, like, is there, like, do you see it all like any trends? Like are, do runners tend to be tight? Do they tend to be more hypermobile in certain ways? Should they kind of pay attention to certain things about not going too far? Yeah, I was actually at a class one day and the, and the instructor knows I'm a runner because we've done Ragnars together. And she, we were doing, I don't remember what the pose was, but some pose that um, oh, was seated half lotus. And she was like, you look like such a runner in that pose because I just, you know, our hips get tight. And it, it is, yes, I do see a lot more tight hips in runners. Um, and so, you know, again, it's important to just make sure you're not going too far and going beyond what's beneficial. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially for those like groups that we talked about, like the hamstring and some of those things mm-hmm. that could be easy to overstretch. Um, so in terms of like, you know, like you said before, sometimes the, the time factor can be a really big thing for people if they're wanting to start yoga. Um, like, you know, when you come back for a run, like, do you, like, we talked about those three poses, like, do you have like any resources, like for people, if they're getting started, since it might be hard for them to like, get back from a run, pop into a class for 15 minutes, you know, do their yoga stretch. Like, are there any resources where they could kind of learn what these poses even are? Yeah. I mean, looking them up online for sure. I have little mini videos. I send people that are 10, 15 minutes long, specifically designed for runners. Um, you know, I have numerous, there's yoga books for runners. Um, so all kinds of ways that you can, kind of figure out what those poses are but you can you know look them up online google images see what the poses look like and kind of walk yourself through you know yoga for anatomy is another book that you can really see what muscles you're getting how to get into the pose how to get out of it things like that nice nice and a big part of yoga too um i know is like the breathing aspect <laughs> so mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, um, like the importance of that and also just how that might like kind of, um, transition into more of like an endurance cardio based athlete? Yeah. So, you know, the breathing is one way that we can help to connect our mind and body and let everything else kind of, when you're focusing on your breath, it's harder for your mind to wander. And when you wander, if you come back to your breath, it's, it helps you kind of get back to your mat. So that's one aspect of the breathing. And there are several different ways of breathing, but deep breathing, yes, can help us to, you know, enhance our lung capacity and help us with our cardiovascular um, capacity, I guess, and endurance. And that can translate into assisting our running as well. Yeah. I know like one of the mantras I'll think of in a race, it's just like, if my brain's like starting to think about, you know, mile 20 and I'm at mile six, (laughs) um, it's like, no, no, you're not allowed to think about that. Focus on your breathing or just focus on, you know, the repetitive movement. So I think it does help a lot with that. Yeah. It helps to just keep you connected, you know, keep you here present now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mean, in terms of like, you know, the yoga and how it can help runners. Um, another question I get asked very often, and I think this could allude to a little bit, the different types of yoga, but I get asked like, okay, does yoga count as strength training for runners? What would you say about that? I think it depends on the type of yoga that you're doing. You know, if you're doing yin yoga, probably not as much, but sometimes I will weave in a few push-up poses or, you know, up and down and bridge. So there are forms of yoga that absolutely 100% can be strength training. You know, you're holding your body weight up, you know, in crane pose or crow pose, you're holding yourself up, you're engaging your abdominal boat pose, navasana, you know, you're absolutely activating muscles. It's, it's all I do for strength training, I will admit. Um, so yeah, you can absolutely weave strength training into your yoga. There's forms that, you know, aren't as strength training, but you know, just moving between the poses, getting into the poses, um, is using muscles that we need for strength, um, that we don't use when we're running that, um, def- that would just, you know, they help us sh- our strength for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of those, um, like some of the yoga classes I'll take, they kind of, they focus on like the ISO hold component of some of the movements mm-hmm. and just 
that's the, that's the burner. <laughs> you just have to stay there for a bit. And that's where too, it's like your brain wanders. You're just, you're uncomfortable. And then focusing back on the breath can definitely be helpful. Um, yeah, I know. I think, um, I think from a strength training perspective, it probably depends on like where the person's like at, like, you know, are they super like, and like they're really used to strength training a lot or they're not at all. Then, you know, what type of yoga are they doing? Um, because I agree, I think there's definitely, you know, um, some forms of yoga that are much more strength-based and then there's like yin yoga where it's very restorative. And if I'm doing, you know, one-on-one yoga with people that allows me to individualize their, um, are you there? Yeah. Okay. It allows me to individualize what they are, um, needing, you know, if they need to, if they want to do yin, but they want strength training, you know, I can incorporate some of that into it with longer holds and things like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. One-on-one yoga sounds really cool. So, I mean, if someone wanted to, you know, like get into more of a instructor student, like one-on-one kind of setting with yoga, um, I mean, is that something that you offer virtually? Like how would they go about, um, getting started with that? Um, yes. So I would have people reach out to me and we can kind of go through what they're looking for. Um, like I said, I do one-on-one yoga therapy for people with a variety of different reasons. Um, so it could be maybe anxiety, it could be pain, it could be all different reasons. Um, also, if someone is in my journey into positive body image program, that one-on-one yoga therapy is built into that program each week um, and recorded. And then they would get, you know, once a week recordings that they would then be able to do throughout the rest of the week. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. I mean, where, where in terms of like, you know, where can people find you? Like where, you know, where are you, where are you on the internet for people listening that people can find you and your services? So, um, my website is www.nutrition, the number four OP for optimal performance.com. Um, and people can message me through that website to set up um, you know, a consultation and we can kind of figure out what they need, what they're looking for, what would work best for them. I'm also, you know, obviously Facebook and Instagram, um, as well. Um, so those, but the the website works to contact me and the, the Instagram and the Facebook, um, are on there to connect. Awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure we link that in the show notes. So if anyone's like, yeah, I want one-on-one yoga, let's go. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Your other services too. They can go check that out. Um, yeah. And is there anything else that you wanted to add on this topic of yoga for runners or anything that you want to make sure people can step away with from this episode? I would say just be open-minded. Um, it's not, you know, I know I said this, but it's not about achieving something. You don't have to be good at yoga to do yoga. Um, you know, it's kind of like people saying, I'm not, you know, too dirty to take a shower, like do it because you need it and allow it be open-minded and allow it to help you with your mind body connection, allow it to help you accept who you are, um, allow it to help your running. You know, um, there's so many things that we've talked about that yoga does for our mind and our body that can help us in, in the rest of our life, including our running. Yeah. Be open-minded. 
You don't have to be good to get started. And it's always good to have a tool in your toolbox. I think yoga is something I always tend to turn to, which is probably <laughs> a bad habit. Like I should do it before I get injured, but I tend to turn to it too if I can't run. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's so good for the the mind, I think. Um, and sometimes it's a different change of pace, which is good for, for us type A runners. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It kind of helps to shift our mindset. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Well, I want to ask you the end of the podcast question before we close off. I don't think I warned you about this, so I'm excited to see your answer. Okay. <laughs> um, so essentially you are like finishing your like best race ever. You're having just a great run. You're seeing that finish line. What song is playing to embody how you're feeling in that moment? Huh? Well, I don't listen to music when I run at all. Um, you know, I guess, I don't know if a song comes to mind, but I just, it's funny. I was doing a run one day and my niece was watching, it was a race and I was coming up to the finish line and my niece was like, yeah, Tracy, you got this, you got this, you got this. And that to me is like always in my head when I'm doing a long run or speed work or a race, I just hear Kendall saying, you got this, you got this. I got to repeat that to myself. Um, Cause you do, right? No matter what, you got it. So I don't know that the sun comes to mind, but my niece, my six-year-old niece gets in my head and gets me through to the finish line. That's definitely the best answer I've ever had. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm gonna tell her she's famous. Yeah, she's famous. Yeah, I've had I've had one other person say, I don't really listen to music. So it's just like a droning silence, like when I go like through the finish shoot. Um, but just like that cute little like peppy voice. That's that's yeah. the best. Yes. So good. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk all about yoga for runners. Um, and I, we really appreciate your expertise on here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Dr. Teresa DiLorenzo, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciated your insight on all things yoga for runners. And I think we could all probably stand to do a little more yoga. Now, you guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, can't believe I've been doing this podcast for over a year now. Um, I would really appreciate a rating and review on your podcast player. That just helps the show get out to more people so that they can benefit from the free info as well. And if you're looking for more support and guidance on fueling your running, strength training for runners, avoiding injuries, and you want to know just exactly how to fuel your runs, what to eat before, during, and after, how to build your plate to meet your nutrition goals, but also fuel your performance goals, then I have a great opportunity for you. My Strong Runner Academy group coaching program is open for enrollment and we are starting in October. So we're starting super soon. So if you are interested in learning more about this group coaching program, I would love to chat with you. So you can visit the link in the show notes um, or head over to fitcookienutrition.com and there you'll see a link to schedule a free discovery call so that we can chat more about the program, about your goals and see if it's a good match. Until next time, guys, I want to say happy running, but I think for today, I have to say namaste. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next episode.